Hey, Beth. Hey, Jill. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here with you and looking at our podcast series. This is the third part of Breathe, Believe, and Cleave. It is. And I feel like it's been just a good um, reminder to come back to some of these rhythms of um, just building into our lives. The first episode um, in this three-part series that we are doing was on breathing, you know, and and just that intentional um, thought on how we're breathing and paying attention and and just um, letting there be some new establishes there. And then the last time we met, um, our believe and the believing that we do and are there really lies that we're operating out of that we say we don't believe, but yet our actions are not aligning up with our belief. Right. And we really find that true peace when what we do believe and our actions are in harmony and they align and that... That's where we can be um, joyful in our own life and spill over and actually, you know, help others along their journey. Because if we're if we're believing certain things and yet our actions betray those beliefs, we're not the only people who suffer. People can look at us and be like, "What's that about?" Absolutely. Right? I um, I have four kids and I have two sons and two daughters. And my daughters, Chloe and Karis, are really good at kind of calling me out on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I can remember, you know, just when in their growing up years and, and things, I, tr- I would try to be really conscious of not talking bad about my body image or, or things right. like that right. so that it wouldn't make them have a standard. Um, I, I wasn't always great with that because there's just always things I think we struggle with and, and, um, things that you don't like about your body. And I would vocalize that. We want Um, our jeans to look a little different than they do some days. Yes, indeedy. And, um, as my girls have grown, they've called me out on on things that I have you know tried to give them and yet they were hearing something different or seeing something different on the way I was treating myself yeah yeah and isn't that great that our kids can do that for us and you know as, as Beth and I invite you to come alongside this friendship that's endured over 30 years yeah and the great thing and this I hope this is what I want for you all too is real friendship is like messy guys it is messy and mm. so so you have to do real life with each other mm. take off the mask be authentic don't be afraid to make mistakes don't be afraid to be your real self with a true friend I mean you know our kids Beth has seen me parent my son and I've watched her parent her kids and we've been around you know the whole family and all those dynamics mashed squish <laughs> together you know and just the craziness that happens and I my prayer is that we can all laugh at ourselves right and we can grow right be quick to forgive and and not that 
Beth has done anything I need to forgive, but you know what I'm saying, like that you have to have that rhythm in your friendship. You absolutely do. And, and even small offenses. And that's probably something that we can unpack at a, another episode, but small offenses, irritants or, or whatever disappointments on, and how to process those. But really today you are invited. You are invited to come along this conversation it is unedited. We are just two women sitting and talking about real life things and looking for hope in real simple ways. And both of us always go back to Jesus, go back to the Word of God, because that is our anchor. And everything that we um, are talking about and, and the truth that we believe in really stems from our faith in Jesus Christ. Right, and that's where kind of our sweet spot. That's where we want to be. And today's teaching on cleave, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's a little challenging for me. Mm. Cleave, it it conjures up this image of being needy in my mind. <laughs> and I don't like to appear needy. I don't right. know about anybody else, right? I want to be the person that others come to. Yes. I want to have it all together. Right. Even though I know I don't, right? It's um so so come along with this journey because it's going to challenge me. Yeah, there we go. Challenges all of us. So really this whole um breathe, believe, cleave was birthed out of a scripture in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and Jesus says um to his disciples, and I'm going to be reading out of the message paraphrase. So he didn't literally say it this way, but I, it's just said so beautifully as an interpretation. Um, but it says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let that just wash over you. Who wants to live freely and lightly? Oh my goodness, like I, like I see that emoji on my phone where the woman has her hand raised, me, me, <laughs> I so want that. Um, and some days it's, it just feels a bit more elusive than other days, right. right? Right, I'm just, you know, I say that kind of phrase in my mind often, unforced rhythms of grace, mm. because that is what I long for. Right. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel often like I'm always forcing stuff. And I want to be so cognizant of that. Cognizant of that. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a person who likes harmony. I like everyone to get to or get along and and I want it to be great and I kind of have this like better homes and gardens picture in my mind all the time like Thanksgiving <laughs> uh, dinner. So you you know that mm, vision, right? Mm. 
Okay, so here's Jill forcing rhythms of grace <laughs> on everyone. That doesn't work. <laughs> I need a different plan. I think of um, one of my daughters, Karis, has a sweatshirt, and I love it. And it says, your brokenness is welcome here. Oh. And and I I love that way that we are just letting people be real. And be who they are. And not trying to change them. Yes, absolutely. So when I think about cleave, um, there's a definition at dictionary.com. And it, it says to adhere closely, to stick or cling. And when I saw that word cling, I thought of clingy. And... It's just kind of like Jill said, right? We don't see clingy as being a good thing. And yet, if we're clingy to Jesus, it is a really good thing. Right. Clinging to the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if we cling, that to me speaks trust. It does. And it goes back to... Um, acknowledging our weakness, mm. right? Right. And then knowing that through our weakness, God is strong. Right. It's so simplistic. It's so childlike. Yes. And I think that's why I struggle mm. with it. Yeah, I think so. But I think also our culture does not celebrate being a trust trusting person oh no we see that as being naive we mock it yes we mock it we um it's it's almost like the suspicion of of looking into other people is more celebrated than being trusting that's a really good point you know um fact checking is good don't get me wrong right but if you approach life that way right it kind of sucks the joy out of it exactly and jesus is constantly welcoming us into a rhythm of trust and and this is the thing um it's it trust is like a muscle and if you don't use it you lose it Mm -hmm. and so as we are walking on a journey in our faith it is, for, for me, over and over and over, it all comes back to trust. It does. Do I trust in the Word of God? Do I trust Jesus no matter what is going on around me? And, and what does that look like? Right. So we're going back to those truths about what what. God's word says we are who God words God's word says we are and living our life that way. You know, I've been talking about this kind of sprinkled in because I'm a slow reader. I'm still reading that book by Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done. It's all good. And then I'll be able to talk about a new book. You'll be really happy. But one of the things she says to do um, as an exercise is, and I love this because you know me, I'm a Myers-Briggs person. I love those personality tests, strength finders. We talk about all that. She says, make a list of your weaknesses. Mm. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, She doesn't say talk about them and broadcast them, dwell on them. No, but make a list of them. Think about them because God created us with our strengths and our weaknesses. Absolutely. And here's what is beautiful. When you make a list, celebrate them. Right. And thank God for them. 
because 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says God's power works best in our weaknesses. Yeah. And yet we hate our weaknesses, but yet that's the very place that it's like a magnet because I am not very good at, and you fill in the blank, God's power is like a magnet to that and actually works best there because it reminds us it's not us. It's not us. So we can remain humble. Yes. Right? And there's some kind of freedom Mm. in getting it out there. Otherwise, maybe we're always on the hamster wheel scurrying, trying to hiding it, trying to hide it, trying to push it down, trying to make it look different. Right. But if we can just be like, hey. Right. Here's me. And that takes us back to part of the promise in Matthew 11, right? Where it says, I won't lay anything heavy or Or ill-fitting on you. And I feel like we get on that rat race cycle where we're trying to make us into something that we were never created to be in the first place. Right. You know, and so by acknowledging that and trusting that God can use everything. He can use our brokenness. He can use our strengths. He can use our weaknesses. He can use our learning time, our journeys, oh our experiences. He's not going to waste it. Right. And he's never surprised right. by what we're going through. And when I think about this rhythm, and you know, we started on this three-part series of breathe, believe, and cleave. You can't cleave, which is the trust factor, if you don't believe if you really not believing God and believing that his word is truth, how can you trust him? So it's like, it's like this progression. You can't cleave if you don't believe and you can't believe if you're not even breathing, if you're barely surviving and, and you're not even breathing in the midst, it's really hard to do this progression. Right. And, and so and, and sometimes life hits, right? And, and when life hits, the first thing is breathe. Just find space to breathe. Right. Survive. Right. Okay, that's the basic need. Right. That's, that's where, like, you are living. And so whether it's one day at a time, sometimes it's one moment at a time. Right. Breathe through those moments. And when you get that settling and when you get, then you're looking at your beliefs mm-hmm. and, and what God says, and then it's the trust factor. Right. Even if, it, even if there's mystery there. I want to just read your slide from years ago because it just says it very beautifully. This practice is rooted in getting to that space, that place that you can breathe, then unpack and look at what you're believing. Is it truth? When you find truth, can you trust God in that place? Mm-hmm. It's like building blocks. Right? right. Right. And and you can't like, I don't know, like trust grows. Right. And we have to pay attention to really allowing ourselves to be in positions in life where it feels like too much you know and and that leads me to this there's there's a there's a belief that God will not give you anything 
that you can't handle. And that is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I find that he gives me things I can't handle all the time. It's too much. It's too much hurt, too much pain, too too much because it's life. And he invites me to trust him in that. The scripture that people get, I think, confused is that he won't give us a temptation mm. that he will not provide a way of escape. Right. But that's very different than God won't give you anything you can't handle. Right, right. And that actually that helps when we get our arms around that, that we will, we will Mm. walk through darkness that we can't handle and we must look to him. That helps us actually make sense of the world, doesn't it? Because very bad things happen in this world. There is evil in this world. Right. And to pretend that doesn't exist or to use that as a reason not to believe in God is very confusing. Right. But we simply know that this world is going to bring all kinds of troubles and trials. And if we don't have him as our rock, Mm. we could crumble. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to explain, right? So trusting God doesn't mean I'm going to have the answers as to why I have seen evil or why I have experienced whatever it is. There are some things that are just part of living this world that are full of trauma and pain. Mm. And yet there is an invitation to even even here, can I trust God? You know, can I trust that he will work these things um, even in the midst of the pain that I'm feeling? And, and not that I'm gonna deny pain, deny grief, deny um, disappointment. You're not denying these things. No, you're not. You're growing through it. Yes. You might have a temper tantrum in the midst of it, but if you, within the tantrum, if we can reach out and say, I I surrender. Right. I don't understand it, but I'm going to keep going back to the truth. Right. You know, um, there's a wisdom that comes, I think, with age and and definitely being... um, someone who is devoted to their life in God. Mm-hmm. When my mom was um, diagnosed with brain cancer, um, she this was just a few months really before she died, and she wrote a, a note to me in this little um, devotional she gave me. And she said, this is just another season of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you enjoy this devotional book. Look at it and make sure you meditate on the words daily. Mm-hmm. So she had that that knowledge, like she was, she knew um, it was not going to be a pretty journey, right? You know, she knew it was going to be full of pain and um, other unpleasant things. But beyond that, she knew it was part of the journey, and that God had her. Yes, and that makes me think of the scripture in Second Corinthians five seven that says, "We walk by faith, not by sight." And um, the NCV, New Century Version, actually says we live by what we believe, not by what we can see. Mm, Isn't that powerful? And to me, that's trust. It is. That's trust. That no matter what it looks like, and and Irma was a 
such a beautiful, godly woman. Um, here's a fun fact. I actually was friends and met Irma, Jill's mom, before I met Jill. Isn't that funny? Um, and, and we were friends before I met um, her lovely daughter, Jill. And I just, you know, it's those mentors and those models of faith and the way she responded. She went through some hard things in life. She most certainly did. And she was queen of casseroles. Yes. And she cooked, she loved cooking for people so much. And she would oh. always tell us about this gorgeous young couple, Tim and Beth, are coming over for <laughs> some kind of crazy casserole dinner. <laughs> and you know, I just wanted to, oh my goodness, I just, I feel her. She's gone on to be um, with the Lord and we feel just that absence of her presence and yet when we do things like this I just feel like Irma maybe is up there saying oh look at those girls <laughs> and just thrilled because she was all about the word she was all about the word and Indeed. I just I just love that I love it too what a gift what a gift yes yes so yeah, that's kind of just a poignant place for us right now as we're just remembering her and celebrating her cleaving. And, you know, just what is it that is before you that maybe God is inviting you into a deeper level of trust? It's a baby step. Like, we're not saying become this, you know, this huge person that will never falter again. It's It's really... It's really not that. It is one step at a time, maybe two steps back. Right. Um, but where is God inviting you to cleave, to be clingy, to trust, um, and to allow him just to work? So you wrote this slide really beautifully because, you know, when, when we leave a meeting, there's always like an action list, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a good kind of an action list. Commit to cleave, obedience. Cleaving is not just reflection, it requires a response. Mm. It's realizing he has accepted me right here and right now. Asking ourselves, do we believe his promises? And thinking about cleaving, adhering firmly and closely, loyally and unwaveringly. Hmm. Meditate on that this week, friends. There is more to come. So excited. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. Talk to you soon.